Good Friday morning, everybody. We are solidly into June. Well, I mean, June just started, but we're into June. Um, And that is a time, an interesting time in baseball. A lot of times when teams that really aren't built that good, that maybe are pretenders, go into a June swoon. Uh, That is somewhat my fear with the Pirates. Uh, It's funny that um, the Dodgers had a trap series with Pittsburgh. It was between their Mets series and uh, one of the better teams going into that. And the Pirates took advantage of it. Um, But this is the time when a lot of the Pirates fans aren't worried, and it's a time when I'm getting worried. Uh, And there's several reasons for that. I mean, the Pittsburgh Pirates lineup um, is the second second lowest scoring one in the league. And I'm not sure what they're depending on here going forward. Uh, And I know that some of these guys will get traded at the trade deadline. So I don't expect this record to keep up for that much longer, Um, especially when you have guys like Yark saying they're only four and a half games out of the wild card. Um, This is certainly not a team that's going to compete with anybody um, other than for a top three draft pick. Uh, And I say that knowing that the starting pitching has been good. Uh, My concerns are more with the relief pitching. I don't think they're going to be able to hold up as good as they have been this year so far. Um, Whether they just get worn down, whether it's just the summer months and hitting season, um, or, you know, maybe this guy's, these guys just regress to their normal um, selves. You know, like Will Crow still has an ERA around five um, for his career. And uh, the same thing with Dylan Peters. So we're just going to have to see if those guys can keep it up. Um, and some of the other bullpen arms have been doing surprisingly well, like Chase DeJong, uh, guys like that. Um, so I don't know if those guys can hold up. You know, we're just going to have to see. But that is my fear. And maybe that's my job, you know, to be fearful when everybody else's, um, you know, wins can blind you to things that are going on. Um, But in the periphery, behind the scenes, there's a lot of things that aren't going that great. I mean, the starting pitching is thin. Um, Fortunately, we have Cody Bolton uh, as a nice um, Band-Aid. Um, I'm wondering, though, like, who are the Pirates going to trade at the deadline? Um, I'm pretty sure, 90% sure that they're going to trade Quintana, which is why I haven't focused on him this year much. Um, But what if they get offers for, um, what if these guys continue to do well and they get an offer for, um, you know, some of the other starting pitchers that are in there, whether it be, um, I don't know. Either of the two guys that are going good, Thompson or Brubaker. Um, I mean, you wouldn't think that they would trade Thompson. They just picked the guy up. But on the other hand, you just know that Ben Sherrington likes to make trades. You know, Um, He likes to dump guys. And you wouldn't think that they would trade the closer, um, Bednar. But you just never know. I mean, you can't breathe a sigh of relief until... um, the trade deadline is over with this team. But the minor leagues have been worrying me. I mean, on the hitting end, um, O'Neill Cruz went 0 for 3 yesterday. Mason Martin's in a terrible slump. So it's probably a good thing they didn't bring him up. You know, I mean, the organization, I think, was right and the fans were wrong on that one because 
he's really struggling right now. He's just not making contact at all. Um, he hit his 11th homer the other night, but man, he's in a big funk right now. And O'Neill Cruz has been sort of coming around with the bat, um, but he's still batting 216 for the year. Um, his OPS is still around 720. Um, pretty average uh, for minor leagues. Not someone that you would think about calling up, especially when he's got a lot of work to do defensively as well. So I don't know. I mean, I had thought that maybe they were going to bring him up earlier in the year. Um, but now that he's struggling, it might be a while till they bring up either of those guys. Maybe not until after the trade deadline, you know. And who are they going to dump at the trade deadline? I don't know, you know. Uh, and that is going to be an interesting thing. But a lot of the minor league pitchers that the Pirates have been running out there have ERAs around five or six. And some of the same names that we've seen, you know, guys that they should have dumped a long time ago, like McGregor or Bido and guys like that. Um, and then you have um, some of these guys that have gotten hurt, you know, that were doing well, like uh, Trey Mago. And, um, you know, that Scranton Max Cranick is pretty much, you know, really badly hurt. And then um, you have just guys that haven't performed, you know. Um, so, well, you have Quinn Priester hasn't even thrown a pitch yet this year. It's got to be coming soon. But that depth concerns me. And the fact that they haven't hit in the minor leagues concerns me. And I got to believe that that's something Ben Sherrington sees. And maybe that's why he trades more of these guys to keep working on getting the minor leagues better. Because, you know, a couple guys did step forward um, earlier this year. But a lot of the guys you were counting on this year, um, guys like Matt Frazier, um, you know, Cannon Smith, Nigma, they haven't really hit the cover off the ball <coughs> as much as they were hoping, you know. Even Andy Rodriguez, who's in Greensboro, hasn't really dominated with the bat as much as you would like to see. And Laover Paguero, who hasn't been fielding well, has gone into a little bit of a funk lately, which is surprising because I think he swings a really good bat. And he's still batting like 315 for the year. Um, he's just going in a little bit of a funk lately, you know, even though Altoona's bats are starting to heat up. So I don't know what's going on there. I do know that in these first 50 games, they've won more games than I thought they would. Uh, that's not to say that they performed better, that much better than I thought they would. They've just managed to win games by finagling a really good bullpen at the right time. you know, And that's the part that we're going to have to see if they can keep it up. They haven't got a lot of wins from the starters. Um, the starters have been pitching good lately, particularly those two names that I mentioned. Um, but we'll have to see if they can keep it up. I mean, um, I'm sure that uh, Mitch Keller is back in the rotation at this point. How is he going to perform? Um, he has, you know, one good start in a row, um, but he still has an ERA over six. And I know that guys are like, you know, coming off that Dodger series, um, everybody's on a high right now. And I'm just sending a little warning out there that, Things might not look as good as you think they do right now. Um, think about it. The Steelers play 16 games a year. When they're coming off a win, the fans are really high. You know, they're talking about the playoffs and stuff like that. 
And then when they're coming off a loss, let's say the, the losses to the Bengals last year, people were saying that I don't think the Steelers are going to win another game this year. So as a fan, you're really high or really low. Uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of the team. I'm not a fan of any team. And I'm trying not to get too high or too low on anything. If they win, if they lose, it really doesn't matter to me, or at least I try to get to the point where it doesn't matter because I'm just trying to calculate, you know, like where they are and what is their trajectory going forward. And it's a trajectory that worries me, you know, when it comes to the depth in the minor leagues, especially when you sold everybody. Um, You had a lot of high draft picks and there hasn't been as many success stories as you would hope for. Um, although Anthony Solometto had another really good start yesterday. In the fourth inning, he gave up a run. But what I like about it is he's not walking guys with that funky delivery. Um, he's getting guys out. I think he has an ERA of 1.50 early on in his career. And this is a 19-year-old New Jersey kid. Um, I used to work in Voorhees, New Jersey, really for years right after college. It was my first gig in the equipment leasing industry, a company called Advanta, um, which was a public company. And um, Voorhees is a pretty cool town. Um, It's probably about 35% Jewish. Um, It's an affluent community. And um, from what I know about Anthony Solomedo, he came from a nice household, you know, and he just pitched really well in high school. Surprisingly for a New Jersey kid, um, because most of the high school draft picks come out of um, California or maybe places that are warm all the time, like Texas. Um, but, you know, when you have um, draft picks come out of New Jersey, you don't know how they're going to do and you don't know if they're going to be effective right away. And Anthony Solomedo has actually been effective quicker than a guy who got maybe a little bit more um, press. Um, just because of the way he is, you know, kind of a gritty dirtbag kind of guy. Um, and that is, I can't think of the guy's name, Bubba Chandler. Yeah, Bubba. Um, I don't know if Bubba is hurt, um, but, you know, there's some reason why we're not seeing him and we're seeing Anthony Solomedo. And I don't know what that reason is, you know. We know that um, the guy they got from Penn State, uh, the junior, um, he doesn't appear to be... Um, healthy right now. And then nobody knows what happened to Braylon Bishop. But there are some good signs in last year's draft. Actually, before I get to Cody Bolton, uh, let me do a deep dive into somebody that they drafted um, and has been performing really well. A college guy from the University of South Alabama, um, which I don't know, it's, it's like a division one school, but it's not a powerhouse division. Um, South Alabama is where he grew up. Um, so he was born in that area, went to, um, college in that area. And, uh, he is a left-hander, a big, tall left-hander, um, 6'4", 205 pounds. And the Pirates got him in the 15th round last year. And they got him under slot because keep in mind, they, um, they spent a lot of money on, those other guys that I just mentioned, Solomedo, Chandler, um, Braylon Bishop. Um, so these other guys, they were just hoping to fill in the gaps. Yeah, not too many. A lot of them are pitching like Justin Mize, but not too many of these guys have been dominating. But this is a guy 
that they decided to just make a relief pitcher right away. Um, this Tyler Samanigo. And Tyler Samanigo is 23 years old. So you could start thinking about him as being a um, producer in the Pittsburgh Pirates bullpen before too long. Um, they started him out in Greensboro, and he was just lights out. Um, a .53 ERA. Um, he had 14 games, um, 17 innings, which is a decent amount. Um, 24 strikeouts and 11 walks was a real nice ratio. Um, but what you love to see is the whip of .824. In fact, when you calculate in, um, since he's moved to Altoona, his whip is .75. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a pretty good whip. Um, he doesn't give up many hits, to be honest with you. I mean, he doesn't walk a ton of guys, but he just really doesn't give up many hits. Um, in 17 innings, he's given... Wait, 18.2 innings, he's given up three hits. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's just insane. He's been the closer for these two teams, but that is just really good. I mean, that's somebody that you have to think about, you know? And the guy has movement, and the guy has... Um, velocity. And he was just a really, really good find. I mean, you never know who is going to perform well at a college. Um, but I'm looking at, um, you know, his college. He did pretty good in Bradenton, too, when they first brought him up. Oh, you know what? He didn't do that well in college. And that is why he slipped. Um, his ERA in college was 5.06. But they just saw something there that other teams didn't see. So either they got lucky or this was a really good job of scouting, you know, <clears throat> because either they were just hoping to just take this guy um, and sign him under slot um, because they needed to fill a lot of these positions. And, and I think that's probably what happened. I mean, it's not that they didn't do a good job scouting this guy, but they got really lucky, you know. Because as soon as he got to the pros, he started pitching like he had never pitched before. And that's when you see this extremely low whip, um, you know, significantly under one his entire time. Doesn't give up hits, doesn't give up home runs. I mean, just a really surprising guy. And, you know, it's early. Um, we don't know if he's going to uh, perform really well. But it's definitely a name to watch. And again, that's Tyler Samaniego um, is certainly a name to watch. And that's certainly something positive you can focus on with a team where the pitching is thin and it's not as good, especially starting pitching wise. In the And you know what, though? The Pirates don't necessarily go with the starting pitching. With them, almost every game is a bullpen game. Um, they don't pitch their starters very long. And maybe that's why they haven't had any major injuries in their starting pitching. They're being smart about it. Um, and they're really operating um, like the Tampa Bay Rays do, at least in that same system of pitching. And that Tampa Bay Rays guy came over, who I mentioned, excuse me, I mentioned him in some podcasts earlier this year. So um, they have employed that system. And obviously in the first 50 games, it's worked well um, because it's allowed them to get more wins than you would have expected by the second lowest scoring team, a team where the starting pitching doesn't have many wins. 
It's just um, they have been able to finagle their bullpen. And whether that continues, you might have to count on guys like Tyler Samaniego um, performing well. And another guy I'm going to highlight today uh, and do a little bit of a deep dive in that we've talked about here and there is Cody Bolton. Um, because he is really coming around now. He had a good outing last night in Indianapolis, and he's probably ready to go at this point. Um, Cody Bolton has always pitched well for the Pittsburgh Pirates minor leagues, so his professional career has been pretty good um, for a sixth-round pitcher in the 2017 draft out of high school. Um, So high school right-handers, you never know how they're going to perform this was a guy that Neil Huntington liked, you know, like the projectable frame, uh, 6'3", 230, big guy, big righty. Not a lot of those guys have panned out, um, but you're starting to see a couple of those Neil Huntington big guys pan out. And um, a guy that we always talk about, Michael Burrows, and a guy that recently um, got healthy and started pitching effectively again in Cody Bolton. And I expect, um, ex- I expect at least Bolton to help the team later in the year, um, because Bolton hasn't put in a ton of innings this year. Um, he has 32 innings so far this year. So even though he's coming off of injury, um, I don't think they're going to be too concerned about his innings. And I think he is a guy that could help, that will help this rotation later in the year. I mean, there's no guarantee how effective he's going to be, but he's always been really good. He's a California kid. Um, and then went straight to Pittsburgh and pitched well in the Gulf Coast League, you know, the um, Pirates Red, Pirates Orange, Pirates Gold, Pirates Black, whatever you want to say. He pitched well there. He pitched well in West Virginia, you know, low A, uh, back when they had a West Virginia team. And then he even got a sniff in Altoona for a few starts, and he didn't do great in Altoona. Uh, And then his leg got hurt. Maybe his leg was barking before that. I really don't know. But so far this year, he's done a nice job, you know. And that's been straight up to Indianapolis. Um, He's got a 2.78 ERA in 32 innings. Um, He has um, 69 strikeouts to 14 walks. Wait, that actually, I'm sorry, that's, um, that's what he did in the Florida State League. He has 41 strikeouts to 18 walks. It's still 2-1, to one, which is pretty good. Um, his whip is 1.26, which is very good. Not as good as that other guy, Tyler Santamoniego or whatever, but very good. Um, strikeouts per nine are 11.4. I really like what I'm seeing from Cody Bolton. You know, and I this sounds like a lot of positive stuff. But again, let's not forget like who the lineup is. The catcher position is a disaster. And I don't know who we're going to bring up from the minor leagues to help at catcher. Um, There's a guy in double A that's been doing pretty good with the stick. Um, Or possibly um, Bins starts hitting better. But at least for now, we got no catcher. Um, It seems like the first baseman is probably going to be Chavis. And I think defensively, that's where he fits the best because he's not the greatest defender. Um, I think you could keep Michael Chavis at first base and just not see much of Yoshi later in the year unless they want to um, have Yoshi split the DH or maybe a bat off the bench with um, the big fella. Um, but yeah, our DH isn't looking too great either. 
Um, we don't really have a second baseman. And Tupacano Marcano is a good defensive infielder. But we really don't know if he's going hit, to hit well enough. Um, he hit good in his first few games. Um, but that doesn't really tell us anything. A lot of guys start out hitting well in their first few games. So we don't have a catcher. Our first baseman's decent, um, I think. And Ch- you could call Chavis decent right now until otherwise noted, you know. He just has enough pop for me, and he just gets enough hits for me where I think I can call him a player, you know. Probably the third position player that we have um, because another guy I like, Ben Gamble, looks like they're going to – he's injured right now, and it looks like they're planning on trading him. So they have three position players right now. You don't know what's going to happen with second base – but you hope that maybe Marcano can hold down the fort there. And you hope that maybe um, Rodolfo Castro uh, can do well. Um, he had a good game the other night uh, in L.A. But for the most part, we don't know if he's going to hit enough to be a major leaguer. Um, we still have Diego Castillo at shortstop. And potentially we bring up O'Neill Cruz there. Um, Castillo's a better defender. And Cruz has more upside with the bat. But I don't see either of those guys performing well at shortstop. You know, I definitely see like um, a below average to that position. So up the middle in the infield, second base and shortstop, we got problems. And we got problems at catcher too. Third base has been great. Um, I'm, I've been happy with Key Brian Hayes pretty much since he's um, began his career. And I think as long as he stays healthy... You know, he's going to remain a star. Um, you have Brian Reynolds starting to hit home runs in the outfield, which is nice. But you're pretty thin in the outfield, too. I mean, the um, you're starting to see a lot of warts from the young guys. You know, whether it's Cal Mitchell um, or whether it's the other guy that's been up for a while. Um, we don't really have any corner outfielders that are performing. And they're probably going to give Travis Swaggerty a shot at some point. They're probably going to give um, the Cannon, Smith Nigma a shot at some point. But we don't know if any of those guys are going to perform because they're kids. You know, you just don't know. And this is what I'm saying. Like, everybody is super duper optimistic now because they're coming home off of a four and two road trip. Uh, which was a fantastic road trip considering who you were playing. Um, But it's a very small part of the year, you know, maybe like 2% of the year. But I don't know, it's probably less than that, you know, six games. Maybe it's like a couple percent. Um, But in any case, it's pretty small sample size there, you know. And I'm trying to look forward And, you know, I'm concerned about if one of these pitchers goes down, if Ben Sherrington wants to trade more of the starting pitching, you know, if his plan is to get a top three pick next year because the minor league system isn't quite as deep as they had hoped, you know, then he's probably going to try to dump some of these starting pitchers and maybe even dump Bednar, which sucks, but this is why I don't become... um, you know, emotionally involved with this team, you know. I'm just covering a team that does strange things, that doesn't let it spend a lot of money. It's basically the same um, team as the Baltimore Orioles, and both of those teams have only 22 wins this year. 
So it's not like either of them are crushing it, even though it seems that way because we're coming off a sweep against the Los Angeles Dodgers. But hey, enjoy the weekend. Don't let me get you down. You know, I'm just throwing my two cents out there. And I know people get really angry with me about it, but I don't know. I, I look myself in the mirror and I say, am I being too negative? And I'm just calling it the way I see it, you know? Um, but yeah, I do tend to lean towards, because it's the Pittsburgh Pirates, I tend to lean towards like what could go wrong, you know? What kind of minds could we step on uh, as, we're mo- as we're walking forward on the road to nowhere? Um, so that's where it's at. And like I said, it should be really nice this weekend. Thank God. Let's hope by this afternoon my lawn dries up enough that I can mow it because it's getting really long. I got two jobs that I'm working now. Um, I got a job back at Chewy and I got a job at the, um, at the nursing home, which I was really hoping for. So I'll have to see how many hours they offer me at the nursing home because I'm just doing like a per diem kind of thing. And I might have to keep doing Chewy, but I gotta, I gotta work as much as I can this summer because my kids are in college and I need to be able to pay them. Peace out.